Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today, I'm here again with Gail. Hey, how's it going, guys? And today is actually part two of our three-part launch series. On Monday, we're going to be launching Authority Hacker Pro. That's Monday, the 12th of September. And so we're doing this this series kind of, as I alluded to, to promote that. If you haven't checked out episode one, which came out two days ago, please do that first. This kind of follows on from it. Episode one, we're talking about all of our failed sites, which we've we've done over the years. Today we're, is part two, and we're going to be talking about seven reasons why you're not making enough money with your site. So I think the first mistake people make, I'm going to start with it. The first one is giving up too early. It's like sites take a long time to pan out. And and actually, as time goes, it takes longer and longer. And we're having this discussion with, um, you know, Tung from Cloud Living, with Perrin, etc. Before, we would be able to publish things on even like established sites. And within three to six months, we'd get some traction. And now, it's like up to a year for content to get any kind of traction from Google and so on. And, you know, we talked about examples of sites yesterday, like, I mean, the ancestor of Atari Hacker, which was like trafficdow.com. Well, you know, we gave up well under a year. I think people mis-evaluate how long it's going to take for them to do well. And yeah, that is one thing that I think people yeah. do. What do I, don't, I don't think it's that they're mis-evaluating it. I think it's they're being sold this idea that of, you know, make money online. When I think of that phrase, the first thing that comes to my mind is all these cheesy sales pages with pictures of Ferraris and stuff. I think that... Back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was possible to make a lot of money very, very quickly. But the fact is, it's it's not like that anymore. It's I don't know anybody who makes big money in year one in online business. Maybe it depends what you a, call big money, but like you know, you can make a hundred k on year one if you do really well. But like you won't make that's that's the million. exception. That's not the rule. So it yeah. takes it takes at least a year for most people, probably two, to really get to the I would say quit your job level. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I mean, once again, I don't like putting time on success because. That incentivizes people to like say, oh, okay, it takes two years, then I'm just going to do nothing and wait two years, now my site is online. And so I want to say like that includes working hard during that time, right? Yeah, because, I mean, not yeah. just working hard, but like working harder than you've ever worked before during that time. Yeah, you know, because so many, I see so many people asking me like, how long is that going to take? How long is that going to take? And, and and I see a lot of these people, if I ever answer the question, they literally just wait that time and do nothing in the meantime. Yeah. So I guess I guess there is a time element in in what you were alluding to earlier with like Google taking a certain amount of time yeah. to I don't know what you would call it algorithm. No, it's like it's kind of like for me, I mean I'm not gonna go too deep into that because that's not the yeah. topic of the podcast, but you know, there's that sandbox effect that people talk about where like you don't really rank much at the beginning. And for me, there's actually different levels of it, you know. Usually yeah. there's like the the, the the three, six months one, and there's the one-year mark, and then two-year mark, et cetera. And, and, and we can see it with, uh, especially on the analytics for health ambition. 
And uh, we're actually going to share the analytics in the podcast that coming, that's coming on the 20th of September. But you can see these massive spikes where Google just gives us some love once a year and the traffic goes way up. And it's still happening today. So there's really that, I think there's that level of trust that grows over time with search engines. But that's not a reason for just posting and waiting. Yeah. And I think also that people, one of the big difficulties is actually getting any kind of feedback metrics early on. I think a lot of people have the problem where they they don't really trust that this is a real thing and you can actually make money online and all, all that kind of kind of stuff. So there's there's a certain element of trust that you have to put in whoever's yeah. told you that this is a this is a thing. I know when I was first getting into this, I didn't know a single person online or in real life that was I would say like a friend of mine who was who was doing well so I could I couldn't really get that like positive yeah, reinforcement exactly. from you know yeah um, uh, otherwise it's all stories you know like it's it's like they're all lying to us you know or something and it's yeah it's hard to trust it it's hard to believe that it can happen to you or that it can happen in your social circle in your little town or something like this I think yeah that's uh, exactly right that is what makes people give up early I think let's go on point number two actually Point number two is getting distracted when you hear that whatever is a good niche. And I think that happens a lot. And, you know, we try still, to not... It still happens to us these days. We have to, like, catch ourselves doing it, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like... the it's Actually, it's funny. Actually, we're about to start a bunch of new sites, and I've been brainstorming a bunch of content ideas and stuff and, and niche ideas and so on. And it's true, like, you know, you look around and you're like, oh my God, this is doing well, etc. But first of all, one thing I'm doing is I'm all, I'm putting a huge backlog of content for Authority Hacker and Health Ambition to get done so that when I'm working on new projects, it actually what is making us money right now is, is actually making us more money. Mm-hmm. And then I get to that. But anyway, it's one thing like these make money online blogs, including us. These case studies of people doing well do extremely well. Like we did the one with Perrin. It's already the third most commented post ever on the site, right? And that was released something like 10 days ago. Yeah. So, you know, I imagine over time, it's it's going to definitely stay in the top three for a long time. It's been a long time we broke that top three of most engaged blog posts. It's the same. Like, I've read the, the case study on Tung's site as well about that guy doing, like, this review site and then literally, like, at least 10 people ping me on Skype and Facebook and stuff like, oh my God, what do you think? Do you think I should do it too, etc.? The truth is, when these case studies come out, it's basically too late already. Like a million people, not a million, but a lot of people will do that. And you're going to end up competing for the exact same keywords, doing the exact same stuff. Essentially, you kind of want to wait like two or three years to actually even consider that niche, I would say. And often, when you're ready to drop everything off that you're doing to jump onto a new niche and start a new project, it's probably that, once again, you're giving up too early. You know, it kind of ties back to point number one. At least that's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, and I, I, I think a lot of people over-exaggerate their success, even yeah. in blog posts or anecdotally or when they're drunk at a bar or something like that, and they say, oh, yeah, I'm doing really well and with, with, with this. And then the person they're talking to think, oh, I can also do very well with that. And they did essentially you know, try and copy them, which I'm always against. I think you and Perrin did a podcast on copycats and why it's a bad idea. But there's that aspect of it. There's the aspect which, yes, we alluded to before. It's like it takes a, takes a big amount of time 
both for a year or like however long that is, but both and in terms of your own time invested in a project for it to become successful. I think that if you're constantly jumping, for, you know, you, you're doing that initial groundwork, not having amazing success because you're only a few months in, and then you get distracted by someone else saying, oh, they're making good money, and then you jump and you start from scratch again. You're, you're constantly just starting from scratch. It's like playing an MMO from level one to level 20, 50 times over with each, each different class. You're never going to experience the end game content with that. All right, we just lost 95% of listeners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that MMO means massively online and more RPG. So that's, that's, that's the thing, though. Like I've, play, I've literally played World of Warcraft, I think, six times to level 40, but never above level 50. Uh, yeah. It's the same principle that applies. Yeah, it's the same. I, I mean, it's kind of like this shiny object syndrome people talk about. Yep. Where it's like, you know, you go in one direction, you walk five feet then you see something else at the on the opposite direction you walk five feet ten feet even and then etc and you end up exactly at the same spot two years later having nothing done and i've seen a lot of people having done that and having bought a lot of courses as well and still having nothing done yep. which usually i tell like i've had one on the chat uh, for one of our products the other day and it's like uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm following this thing for two years, etc." I'm like, okay, like, is your site up? It's like, he's like, no, uh, I still don't have a site. I'm like, well, you're waiting for that magic formula to come into your lap and like to just copy someone else's success exactly with like t- with us telling you which tools to write, etc. It's never going to happen. You're going to have to, you know, actually stick to one thing and, and like build it up over time so yeah i mean i I think the overall lesson is getting it done like what whatever mistakes you made in building your site or focusing on a specific niche or anything like that they're they're all none of them are nearly as important as actually just doing something and doing it and moving forward or at least i think that yeah yeah it's it's you can correct your mistakes i mean like start a basic blog and figure it out and then you know it's easy to then like so many people are like, oh my god, I'm not gonna start my site until Tori Hacker Pro comes out as well. Had that a lot. I'm like, no, just buy, like, figure something out, buy a domain. Worst case, you're losing ten bucks on the domain if it's really, 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 really bad. But you'll be better off if you have like a couple of weeks ahead. Now, not anymore. But these are people I talked to a few weeks ago, like in the middle of August and stuff. Wow. And um, and yeah, and they're just like holding on, holding on, and. You know, when we tell them that we're going to be releasing blueprints all the time, I'm pretty sure some people will be like, oh, no, I'm not going to start until the next blueprint is released and the next one and the next one. And uh, and I'm just afraid that, like, it's just not the way to go. Like, you just need to get started, not get distracted, pick one one thing, and that's it. Let's talk about the next point now. Okay, this is one of my favorites. Because we used to run, Gail and I used to run a digital marketing agency and work with quite a lot of different clients several hundred over the years and this was a major pain in our butt i would say vanity metrics as as we call it so this is focusing on things which don't really matter so a lot of people when they talk about succeeding online or having a successful site they focus on Things like how much traffic they're making, how many blog posts they're publishing, how many email subscribers they're collecting. Because these things are great to give you an indicator or some kind of feedback that you're moving in the right direction. And and that's fine. You absolutely need to pay attention to traffic and focusing on growing that. You absolutely need to focus on 
producing more content, you absolutely need to focus on collecting more emails. And we spend a lot of time trying to improve these numbers. But at the end of the day, these aren't the things which determine your success. You can have a lot of traffic. You can have a lot of content. You can have a lot of email subscribers and still be making no money. And we, we've literally done this several times over, I think, with, with Health Ambition. In fact, there was one, one time when we were, I think it was when we were on Entreport as our email provider, we were making almost no money from email marketing. And we, we ended up pushing into the, the higher tier package. It was like several hundred bucks a month. Which So having so many email subscribers was a bad thing for us in that. We were considering shutting down the email list. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite funny. So you may be thinking with all that, okay, so I'll just focus on my revenue. And you're almost right there, but not quite. Every month, Gail and I have a review of all our sites and we have a, a spreadsheet for each one, focus, and we run all the numbers, figure out how much, how much we're making. But... Again, most people, when you focus on revenue, it's not the end goal. The end goal is should be net profit after tax. So you need to take into account all sorts of things there. Your costs, you know, how much you're spending on writers, how much you're spending on tax or VAT if you're in the European Union. If you're spending money on things like ads, you need to, to work that into the, the calculation as well. And so like once you have this understanding of your net profit after tax each month or each quarter, however you want to do it, then you can really start to assess, is what I'm doing going to move the needle? So if you're producing more blog posts, that's going to produce more traffic, that's going to get you more email subscribers, that's going to get you more revenue, great. But if there's a gap in that chain anywhere, then the activity which you're doing might not really matter or might not move the needle. I just want to say as well, so many you know, public case studies of websites, etc., that other people do because we haven't done it yet. We, we might do it next year. I'm not sure. So many of them literally give you a revenue number without focusing at all on costs and profits. And people get super excited. Like, especially lately, it's been the case a lot for these FBA businesses, you know, where FBA is fulfilled by Amazon, people selling items on Amazon. And the revenue is always pretty high because you're selling physical items usually between 50 and 100 dollars and you send 20 items at 50 bucks and you make a thousand bucks and on amazon it's really nothing special it can be a normal day but what people forget to say is that the item costs like 35 or 40 bucks and then the amazon fee is like four or five bucks per sale so really the profit is like maybe like 10 15 20 25 depends and and it's much 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 lower than the traffic, the revenue numbers that you see on there. And if you're reading any kind of public case study, and it's like, be very careful of what the costs are as well. Don't get hypnotized by revenue numbers because it's very easy to buy stuff for $100,000 and resell it for $100,000 and say, I made $100,000. Really, there's no profit. And that's also why I like content sites because essentially they, they, they tend to be lower revenue, but much higher profit, like 85, 90% profit margin. Yeah, and I, I had a podcast with a guest uh, who also ran, used to run a, a digital marketing agency. And we were talking, it was like, I, I can remember a time when we were making around or very close to six figures a month in revenue, in, in dollars, but almost zero profit. So it's yeah. very easy at that point to say, oh yeah, we have a, a six-figure business, but like 
what does it matter if you're not making any profit? Yep, and it's not worth very much either. Yep. As I say, it's easy to buy something $100,000, resell for $100,000. If you could just do that and sell a business for high value, I would do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's not that complicated. And, you know, I'm not going to name some very big public case studies, but there has been a few out there that, that work that way and put high revenue numbers to impress people, essentially. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. The fourth one is that you're probably not trying to sell anything. And I think like a lot of people, especially beginners, they believe there's some kind of magic that you put a site out there, you have a blog and there's content on it and it gets traffic and poof, money appears in your bank account. That is definitely not the case. Like all these content marketing, SEO stuff, etc. It's just your way to get in front of prospective buyers. But if you're not selling anything to them and selling hard enough. I mean, it doesn't just take a call to action on your sidebar to sell something to people. It just takes, you know, you really need to be quite insistent. And I think you get a good demonstration of that when we sell HPro. We will not be shy of putting it in front of the audience. And I think we earn the right to promote to them given the amount of free content we give away, including these podcasts and the blog, etc. But, you know, when we get to selling, like, we're definitely not going to be shy. You're going to see retargeting ads. You're going to get a bunch of emails about it. You're going to get content that promotes it, etc. And I think a lot of people are afraid to, and we have some friends that way, that are that way, that are just afraid to not be liked by the audience because they end up selling to them when they are actually like a blog slash content site. And I think that paralyzes a lot of newbies that just, they don't, they don't want to offend people, etc. And so, yeah, like, you need to definitely have a plan to, First of all, have something to sell. And second of all, actually push it hard on your customers, whether that is call to actions in content, whether that is email, that is retargeting, that is whatever way you have to be in front of your customers. That can be your Facebook page, whatever you're using, like put it everywhere. There's that rule that says that you need to be exposed like seven times to an offer to like remember the brand and consider it. So that is something that I see a lot of people definitely being way too shy about. What do you yeah, say? and I, I was just, just finished creating a blueprint for H Pro about actually creating info products. And the, one of the sort of key understandings in that is that a lot of people think, okay, I'm just going to have this product, whatever it's going to be, and I get 10,000 or 100,000, however many visitors to my site per month. So one or 2% something, they're just going to buy it. But it really doesn't, doesn't work like that. Uh, gone are the days when you could put this little sidebar ad on your blog and a lot of people would click through. You, you really, really have to get in people's face with sales and consider the sort of the whole funnel process and how many times people are going to get are going to observe your message and how you can then you know do things like follow up with email automatically retarget them with ads you know all these these kind of different ways to get this repeat exposure and so just simply like having something to sell it's not really enough anymore i'd say yeah at least if you want to make good money like you know, you, you might get the odd sell from the sidebar, but like you're not going to make a living from that. So one thing as well is like once you have something to sell, you start thinking about the way you create content and all the free stuff that you create differently. Because, I mean, at least the way we do it is like we're like, okay, we have this product to sell. You know, on health and mission, that's like juicing ebooks and you know other ones that we sell. Notary Hacker, that's like Notary Hacker Pro, and then we're like, okay, what are the kind of things? that our ideal customers 
are looking for. So, and I'm going to take the example of Atari Hacker Pro, not because I like taking IM examples, but because it's an example that everyone will understand. <laughs> so, for example, on Atari Hacker, it was like, well, people want to do keyword research, right? It's like they, they, they like doing SEO, the people that follow us. So, like, you know, all these tools have these keyword difficulty metric now, but they're all different and some seem to be crappy and some seem to be great. Let's actually run a comparison thing. And that was, honestly, we made almost no money from that article, but that was a great way to attract just the right kind of people we wanted over for when we actually do that launch. And, you know, same with like parent story, same with all that stuff. And what you do is you take your product and you're like, okay, what is the ideal customer, what is the kind of keywords they will type, what is the kind of content they will enjoy reading to engage with the brand before they buy, and after put call to actions on that type of content, and, uh, you know, strong call to actions. And that's how, you know, you generate a lot of sales and you capitalize on all the, you know, goodwill and free stuff that you've been giving away before, or you're continuously giving away. I think that's quite important and and really there's no magic you don't just put a website up and blog and make money you need to sell something and if you have nothing to sell the audience is the product and you are selling access to them through advertising you know that is the only way to make money so if you're if if you're too shy go stronger and as i said we know people that make full-time living that could literally make two or three times more money if they were a little bit less shy on that so really that can make a huge difference actually yep What's the next point? Okay, so this is one that I guess we experienced several times ourselves, as we alluded to on Monday, is that you're either aiming too high or not high enough. And in Authority Hacker Pro, another shameless plug, we have these webinars and people often ask for for feedback on their sites, on their pages, sales pages, whatever it is. And often this can be difficult for them to see unless someone else points it out. But it happened, I think, last month with an example of someone who had a hiking site about, I'm not going to reveal it, but it was about a specific, specific sub, sub, sub part of that. And my first reaction was like, it's this is way too small of a focus. I mean, there's, there's a definite cap on that. And it, it was the same with my ex- site that I created a few years back about micro SIM cards. I mean, that was just poor keyword research. But there's a definite negative thing about focusing on too narrow of a niche. You can't pick any topic, any small topic, and make an amazing site covering all the information you'd ever need to know about it. But in many cases... If the best possible outcome of that is you make a thousand or a couple thousand dollars per month, then that's not where you should be focusing on. Yeah. If you're running the business, you know, okay, if it's a hobby or something, fine, but you want to be making money, you want to be making a good living out of this someday, then you need to aim higher. But the, the counterpoint to that is a lot of people also aim too high or not really too high, but too broad. And I think that's what we did, at, at least at the start, with uh, with health ambition. I mean, health is, oh, yeah. health is probably the, or one of the biggest topics out there. And our site, we had no idea the direction we really wanted to, to, to take it. Our thinking was millions of people are unhealthy or want to be healthier, so we'll make millions, right? Well, not, not exactly. It's very easy to be broad and lack any kind of focus, and the, the difficulty later becomes that it's it becomes difficult to sell one thing to your entire audience so 
With Authority Hacker, most people who come to Authority Hacker now, at least, are interested in starting a site, have their own site, want to make more money off of it, that kind of thing. With Health Ambition, we still have this issue where we have a lot of people who want to do juicing, but we also have some people that want to have healthier teeth. There are some cases when the two can overlap, but generally... Those are just two completely different subgroups of people. So it's difficult for us to, with things like email marketing, to hit everyone with one one blast, if that makes sense. Yeah. We're essentially running mini, mini niche sites on one site. Essentially, yeah. And, and how do we just focus on doing one thing only, like juicing, say, without uh, getting too, too distracted? There are many benefits to to that and I think we would have progressed at a much faster rate than than we did at least at the start. Yeah, it's I mean it's hard to find that right balance I agree. But one thing in business I want to say is like we always have these big aspirations of being widely successful etc. We're rarely as successful as we expect to be, but that's why I think that you should definitely aim for something that you know can be a six figure business per month and if you fail you will only make five figures. Whereas if you aim for something that can make mid four figures and you fail, you make high three figures, which in most parts of the world you can't live off. Yeah. So I like having this margin of error on both sides, I think. So you know, don't go for a market that is like a trillion dollars, but don't go for a market that's fifty thousand dollars per year. Like so yeah. or, or, you could really I, I, or, or if you are going for a large a large market, then make sure that your angle is specific and your focus yeah. is not too broad. That's why we did on Atari Hacker, essentially. Atari, like, Atari Hacker is like essentially online marketing, but the angle is very specific on building authority sites. And that's why it worked. It's because there's that one vision of it that people buy into or don't buy into. And that allows us to polarize people, despite the fact that we're talking about you know social media marketing, Facebook ads and SEO and funnels and all that stuff which is a lot of stuff so i think that leads quite well on to the next point actually about trust so number six is that people don't trust you i see this way too often these days and there there are many 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 reasons for it but people are with authority sites people are not usually buying from you whether that's your own products or affiliate products they're not usually buying because you're providing them with new information or most of the time at least it's people buy because they trust you so if you recommend a product you're reviewing a product or you're trying to sell them your own product or or whatever it is then there's a certain amount of trust that you have to have to have and i see far too many people making just basic mistakes i mean from a start starting point things like uh, spelling and and grammar which i know you used to do a lot <laughs> but that yeah that's why i put it in a list actually yeah. I, I probably get like one or two emails a week of people telling me that there's a spelling mistake is something i wrote so yeah yeah basically there's so there's these kind of more basic things and i, I would include branding and low quality design and that's not to say you have to have amazing design it just has to be you know middle of the road good enough like look legit 
And and the same with the branding, you know, don't go overboard on that. Inconsistency is another one. If you have, you know, 10 reviews and each review you're saying this is the best product for it, this is the best product for it, then people are going to spot out the the inconsistency there. Being too overly salesy is another one. I see a lot. That's like when you're really just trying to force the product down on 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 people and it's a, it's a balance it's a difficult know? balance to have and i still think we're not perfect at that one ourselves and it goes counter to what we were saying in one of the previous points about not trying to sell enough but it's 2016 now people are a little bit more wise to sales techniques and sales processes so if you're really if you're not actually providing any kind of value to people, then there's a there's a mismatch there. And the other one is, as I said at the start, people buy into you, or if it's not you, then your persona. And we, we did a podcast on this about having a persona for your site. Health Ambition is a good example of this. The persona or the person who we say is writing all the content is a woman called Helen and that's not actually the case it's that's just a made up person really <laughs> yeah no. there's, a, there's a whole podcast about this uh, we, we did we're pretty transparent about these things by the way and the reason we we did it was because we found out that most of our audience was over 50 female and we are neither of those things. So there was a bit of a mismatch there. American uh, as well. Yeah, there was a, a few few other reasons as well, but that was, I, I guess, the main one. So understanding who your audience is and being from them. I mean, people buy from people like themselves who have the same views, the same opinions, the same. It's just someone that they can relate to more more easy. First of all, if you're a faceless site with it's like who's who's writing this you know there's no name there's no picture there's nothing there then that's kind of like a few notches down on the trust ladder so yeah it's something that that most people need to i think pay more attention to just because you have a website about x topic doesn't that alone doesn't inspire trust you need to get across you as a person and that trickles down in a lot of ways and like when you're producing content you need to have write personal anecdotes and stories and we do that a lot in authority hackers we talk about our own experiences good and bad things we've done wrong um, i mean the engagement is like through the roof when we do that like i remember like even like parents post like you know i i edited it with him and like it's like the the intro was completely different, but like I was like, no, let's start with like a point of high tension personal story. So that was the Xbox story when he sold it, etc. Which is all true, by the way. Yeah. But like I was like, oh, okay, let's try to do these kind of like high engagement tactics. And as I said, this is the second, this is the third most commented post on the whole site. So it's actually quite impressive what it can do to tell a little bit about personal story of the person writing. And actually, just one more point I want to make about trust is that this doesn't happen that much with our audience. I'm not quite sure why, just the type of people that buy our product, I guess. But I, I see a lot of people online who are selling really dodgy products, like things like diet pills and just stuff that doesn't work, doesn't solve people's problem. And so, I mean, you actually have to be genuine in in helping people and that will inspire long-term trust which i think is yeah it's it's possible to sell people's a, a few diet pills or something but they take them it doesn't work they're never going to trust you again they're never going to buy anything from you again but your most valuable c- customers are those who are with you long term who when 
the next product comes out that you that's actually good, you recommend it and they buy it from you or uh, get commission on it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with Atari Hacker. I mean, we get so many demands to promote like JVZoo products and Warrior Forum, etc. And we don't send any of these promos. And truth is, I know people making five figures a month promoting these, promoting these products. So definitely it works for them at least. But if I did that, I know that like half the audience would be gone after the third or fourth email about these kind of products. And often that is renouncing to some short-time money to be able to, over time, accumulate a bigger audience. And still, you will make the same money eventually from these people. It's just that you, you need to put the, the right thing in front of them so they will actually have a good experience after they're done buying it. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on because we're pushed for time. Let's go to the last point about focusing on the wrong things. You want to start with that? Yeah, okay. I, I see so many people doing that, like so many. And it's like usually these are the sites that are terribly designed as well, like when we talk about trust. Those are the people that usually have the exact same setup of focus blog as we have on Atari Hacker. And, and, and there starts to be a lot. I can't wait to redesign Atari Hacker actually now. And that is you're focusing on the wrong things. And I'm going to start first with the monetization because that's, that's what we care about. It's actually you know, making these sites profitable and making money. And I see a lot of people trying to do AdSense on sites that just don't get that much traffic. If you, make less, if you have less than 50,000 visits per month using AdSense, don't even try. It's just like you're not going to make more than like a couple dozen dollars. It's really, you're going to make very little money. So not worth it. You're wasting your time. You're focusing on the wrong thing. There's also a lot of people trying to sell stuff to people that have no visit, no buying intent. So, you know, if you have an informational keyword like how to install Windows, most people will not buy Windows from your affiliate link. It's just they don't have the buying intent. They're not interested. They just want to know how to do that. In that case, you know, normally these kind of things get a lot of traffic. So in that case, that's when you monetize with advertising. So that's kind of the opposite of what we talked about. So really what you need to do, what your job is when it comes to doing the right kind of monetization is looking at where the traffic comes from to your content and use Google Analytics for that. And, you know, put what makes sense in front of people. If they're looking for free information, there's nothing to sell them. Use advertising. If there are, if there's anything that you could either affiliate or sell from your own shop, if you have anything like that, then put that in front of them and you can you make some money. So for example, I'm going to take an example on health ambition. We have a, an article that's pretty popular about the health benefits of peanut butter. Now, you know, we have some Amazon links to organic peanut butter on the site, but doesn't generate that many sales. Why? Because so many people can just buy that same peanut butter in their local grocery shop and why would they order it on Amazon? It just makes no sense. However, we make pretty good money from ads because this page has a lot of traffic and a lot of really good links actually. So that is what we do. On the other hand, we have content and that is not a specific one on like how to lose weight in three weeks or that kind of stuff. Well, it's very easy for us to find, you know, weight loss programs that we can redirect them to and make affiliate sell. So putting these things together and really understanding what people want when they land on your page. So understanding the traffic source is what will make you not do monetization wrong. And so many people do that and or stack too much monetization at the same time, I would say. So yeah, do you want to say something? Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I, again, just finished doing this blueprint about creating info products. And this is a very common thing is people will spend a lot of time building an info product because they want to have an info product to sell, but 
they haven't really sort of understood whether or not their market or their audience is willing to buy it or indeed what kind of info product they want to buy. And so they spend all this time making a product just because they kind of want to. And they stop producing content, stop link building, stop focusing on the core activities of their business, and get distracted by focusing on the wrong thing, in this case, building an info product. I know I did that with the Neverfly economy site. I just did it after about mm-hmm. two weeks of running the site just because I, I didn't want to spend the time doing the difficult things like figuring out how SEO works and that kind of stuff. That's usually how it works. Actually, people, like, there is the obvious thing to do next, but because they don't have the solution right now, they just pick something else to do. Yeah, and there are many things with running an online business which anyone in the world or almost anyone in the world can do without any kind of training. And the example I I see the most is around, like, design and designing a logo because it's very easy to hire a designer. It's very easy to have an opinion all you need to do in that in that is if someone else is just doing the design work you just need to have an opinion and everyone can have an opinion about whether something looks good or not that's not a difficult thing to to hold an opinion so people will spend a lot of time and make us a lot of money early on in their sites creating a great logo um, hiring designers to to, to do that going back and forth, spending a lot of time giving feedback, thinking, okay, this is, I'm making progress, I'm doing something. But that's not progress. It's like busy work, you know? That's, yeah, exactly. That's just taking up your time. But that's, again, it's not moving the needle. So use a text logo until you get a bunch of traffic or until you're making a few hundred bucks a month. There's no point in doing something, making a, spending money on doing a logo before, before that. And you know, I get that we all have, everyone has admin to do. You got to pay your taxes. You got to do your accounting. You got to answer support emails, that kind of thing. But really, if you're not spending 90, 95% of your time and more more like 99% of your time in the first, first six months, focusing on the core activities that are, as I said, really going to move the needle and get you more net profit after tax, then you're you're wasting your time. You're focusing on on the wrong things. And actually, that's kind of why we built. That's not why we built Authority Hacker Pro, but that was kind of like the main like focus of it, or one of the main directions of it was we wanted to teach people this like step by step, like how to do things that they might not be aware of how to do it, which is which is fine. And we teach people how to do like content production, how to outsource content, how to do link building properly and legitimately, how to do email marketing, how to sell through email marketing, all that kind of stuff. But we're not doing this to make you feel good or or even necessarily just to give you the information, because if you really look around, the, the information is out there for free. But in this case, we wanted to actually get people to do it, which I think is a, a thing which most info products, especially most online marketing info products, fail to do. Yeah. Uh, so the like the way we structured it with the in the blueprint format, do this, then do this, then do this, with like over the shoulder videos, templates to copy paste, the Facebook group for support, the webinars for live reviews and latest information, the one-on-one calls for like really personal strategy stuff. It's like, it's designed to make people actually focus on the right things and do them. And like done is better than done perfect. So 
yeah, let's wrap up there. I don't want to get into too much of a of a sales pitch for that. Yeah, um, I was gonna say I can hear you smiling when you say that. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, let's wrap up there. Authority Hacker Pro is launching on Monday. Remember that it's been April since we sold it last time. We don't open it's it. It's gonna be a while till we sell it as well. Like it's yeah. gonna come back. It's gonna take a while. And every time again this year. Price. Yeah. If you are interested, head over to authorityhacker.com forward slash pro and make sure you are on that list. You'll A, get notified when it's available and potentially, in fact, definitely get a special discount when it launches. And the other thing is, don't forget that on Friday, so that's what's going to be the 9th of September, is part three of this three-part podcast where we're actually going to be looking at what's the title seven ways to make more money with your existing site yeah it's basically the solution to all these things we've talked about like it's the other side like seven things that you you know maybe you've thought about but that's probably going to refresh it or new things that will help you take your existing sites whether it's like a tiny amazon review site or that is a big content site and help you hopefully make more money out of it, you know? So if you listen to that and you do even one of the things, then you'll make more money. Seems like a fair trade. We'll try at least. All right, cool. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.